I, I used to walk around in the world pretending that there was a, like a camera crew following me anyway. So that no matter what I said, oh, we've talked about this before. <laughs> oh my god! No, so we're talking about like, so I would be, I would be in, like, interacting with a friend and something. I'd say something hilarious, but they wouldn't find it funny because maybe they would take it personally or something would happen. And I'm like, oh man, you like you didn't laugh at that, but the aliens on the planet they find that that was fucking funny. The people in the theater watching this happening, they're all about it. And see now you man we manifested it. <laughs> Look at us. We're talking in a camera crew following us. Shit. <laughs> That's quantum field. Quantum field! <laughs> that is. It's quantum field right there. We did it. We manifested that somebody thought we had something to say, so they filmed us. People are fascinating. Especially up close. More especially when you get them talking about the things that they love. This is From the Hip, conversations in the service of passion, purpose, and play. I'm Adrienne Gunn. You ready to play? In a world where I launch a video podcast, I sit down and I talk to my friend Melissa Mattern, who is the founder of Meditation for Regular People. Seriously, regular people. That may also include you. We do stuff. We talk about things. Ah, ah, shenanigans ensue. Shenanigans. You know, or some shit like that. <laughs> You're good. So. It's good to see you. I haven't seen it's, you in a while. I know. It's been months. I, I know remember. because neither. I don't think either one of us liked the heat. Okay. It was very hot here. It was well. It wasn't just that it was hot here. We normally go for walks together, but it was like. I couldn't breathe because right. there was smoke in the air right. for many of the weeks. Right, it was hot and smoky, and then I was having my own personal um, uh, allegory of the cave at my house <laughs> because I figured out as of last Thursday I've been had someone working in whatever domicile I was located in since January twentieth, and today is September twenty eighth. Yeah, no kidding. So like you, you would like. Helping your dad's house, and then you came back and did your own. Did my, I was like, man, life is short. Like, <laughs> fix it up before you're dead. So I decided, I don't know when I'm going to die, so I should fix it up now so I'm ready. Okay, I have this huge confession. I had not seen The Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I was like the last person. I've seen it, like, I don't think I saw it when I was, well, let's see, high school once. I fell asleep trying to watch it at yeah. a slumber party. And then I watched it once, and I didn't memorize any of the things. Yeah, it's amazing. Because there's this new book out called Dharma, the Princess Bride. And I'm like, well, I know what Dharma is. I just don't know what the Princess Bride is, which is the opposite for most people. So yeah. I figured I'd join the How human the fuck race. was that? It's good. It, it, I haven't read it yet. But it looks so good on my shelf, and I look so smart when people are like, whoa, like, look at all your books. So I look smart. But I will. it's on my list. Yeah, I keep thinking there should be like an app where you go on a date and you can just like scan the front page of somebody's library the way you used to just walk into someone's house and scan their like movies and books and decide yeah. whether they were fuckable or not depending on like what they read Absolutely. or what they at least were smart enough to display in their living room. Right. Well, it's all about whatever album they bust out for their best game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My best friend and I, we went through the trouble in Vegas of rearranging the apartment such that we had optimal making out zones, like someone we could bring people over and we, they would like be drawn to a specific area 
a feature of the room and a part where then when you would turn around, oops, there's the bed, or oops, there's oh, the couch. Oh, so it's like, or like feng shui, but it's fuck shui. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we created fuck shui and we didn't know it. Oh my God, that's a good it's book. It's a thing. We should teach it. It's totally oh, a thing. I'm gonna well. call him up and be like, dude, <laughs> we, we thought that the, uh, we had two ideas for books. One was we were going to create uh, baby name books but if you name your child, this is how they're going to, this name, it's gonna, they're going to turn out to be like this, like Ashley's and Jennifer's and Sarah's, and those people tend to have yeah. similar qualities. That was one idea for a book we had. The other Perfect. was... It, that should be more of a warning. Restaurant conversational languages. We would just, these really tiny books where you would learn enough to order food in different languages. That's also a good idea. I like the name thing, because you know me and the names. Like, um, um, you don't want to name your child Chastity or Hope. Right, right. Dropping that right well, now. Having worked for a major temporary agency for many years that I cannot give the name Manpower, um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we would get some great names. Yeah. So we had um, my favorite, that was actually at another job, which I'll tell you about, but we had a, a woman named um, Clitonia. Cl Cl <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is, <laughs> but she said, call me Tony. And I was like, that wasn't my first thought, <laughs> but okay. And then ironically, <laughs> Tony, she called sure. in the only guy in the entire organization answers the phone. And he's like, I can't believe this. And then she, I wasn't there when she came for an interview, but he said she didn't show. And we were like, well, maybe you couldn't find her. <laughs> she was sitting right there going, I'm right here. And you just didn't notice. <laughs> that it wasn't going well, but um, yeah. And then I had another guy at this other, because <laughs> I did a lot of HR and inter before it was HR. Um, and we, we, I used to work on this job line. This is why I talk so much. Just a little I'm bit touching. by the mic. I'm fidgeting. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm starting to talk about one of my favorite characters. Um, so I interviewed people over the phone yeah. for jobs. And we had to interview uh, 30 people an hour, which is a two-minute interview. <laughs> this is why I talk so fast. I talk slow when I started. And then I had to talk really fast because I needed the job. Because there was always some idiot that would take your place, and they made that very clear. Yeah. Like, there was actually, and I cannot make this up, there was a, a light in the, in the phone room, and it was green, yellow, and red, mm -hmm. and you could not go to the bathroom if it was not in the green. And if you got caught in the bathroom, it was grounds for termination. Oh, and we all needed the job. So I would interview people for jobs. Yeah. And like sucky jobs, like repairing um, uh, rug shampooers. <laughs> and uh, this one, the worst of the worst, there were three really bad jobs. One was um, I would have to, and they would have scripts. It was all actors mm -hmm. and they liked to mess with this. And so the scripts were all written by people who were used to dealing with dramatic actors. <gasps> so one of them was, you will be responsible for the packaging of our plastic garden pots. <laughs> <laughs> and I was always like, man, if this is, if this sounds good to you, this is not a good sign. And then the, my favorite was uh, picking, packing, and packaging potpourri. <laughs> and you would have to stand in line and be selected mm -hmm. to package, pick, pack, and package potpourri that day. And every day they would pick different people. And you had to line up at 7 o'clock in the morning. But my favorite person who would call in for every job was uh, Philanderer Jones. <laughs> Philanderer Jones? Philanderer Jones. The he, real name. That, that was his name. That was his legal name. And he called in for every job. So it was amazing. But we had probably 100 jobs on there. And every Sunday, 
I'd go in at seven o'clock in the morning, people would start calling, that's when people used to look at the Sunday ads. So pre-Monster, pre-Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, T-Rex sat next to me, actually. <laughs> I remember taking a lot of temp gigs uh, in my earlier years, and there's one ridiculously memorable instance when I was working at some sort of, I think it was a packaging place too. I remember sorting, sorting letters and mail. They were like, it's like graphic arts or packaging or whatever. And in my head, there are these Bak Bak twins, these uh, two <laughs> giant I'm Samoan for, women. I'm, now I'm hungry for Bak Bak, I'll just tell no, you No, right they now. were like two giant Samoan women who <laughs> would yell things across the, the floor and it always sounded like bark, bark, bark. and I don't know what they were actually saying but they would like gesture and it sounded like they were always saying bark, 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 to each other and I don't know why that's hilarious well you know the word barbarian this oh this is where my eight years of Latin will pay off oh good the word barbarian comes from the the Greeks and Romans when people would come who didn't speak their language they thought it sounded like bar 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 when they would talk like oh. that's how the name barbarian came from fair yeah there's a little Sweet. University of Missouri. $32 a credit hour, you get what you pay for. <laughs> right here. Nice. That and Latin. That and Latin. Eight Great. years of Latin. Good lord. So, here's the thing. Okay. I'm Adrienne Gunn. Oh! And this is my friend. Melissa Matter. A neighbor. A neighbor. Friend and a neighbor. Yes. We live like four or five blocks away. I can never tell. Yeah. I always tell myself four and it might be five and a half. Depends. Depends which route you take, if you turn the correct direction. That's fair. Yeah. You, if, I, if I walk one path, I can get chicken wings and cookies. Yes. And other things. There There's are many <laughs> paths to chicken wings and cookies. <laughs> so you don't, you don't, you have so many ridiculously fun jobs in your past that are either shitty or delightful. And you don't do any of those now because you do a different thing. You do a couple things. Right I do now. a couple things. Um, I, well, you know, I, I am the psychic genius. I'm out there with that. Yeah. I came out a couple years ago and then went professional. And uh, that is a really fun part of my job. It's a really fun part of my day. I love my clients. And, um, you know, I'm not, it's, I'm, not, I'm not wearing any robes today. <laughs> I don't have any crystals on. You know, I don't smell like patchouli because I'm just regular and I just happen to um, receive messages. Useful. On demand and not so on demand. <laughs> so dead like people, in the shower. Yeah, dead people like to visit me in the shower. <laughs> and the, the rest going. of the time, I'm... See? <laughs> They're visiting. They're it's a message. It happens to you all the time. <laughs> it's you, Abner. It's the angels. <laughs> Yes. The angels are talking I've to us through the printer, and they're telling you to do the thing you've wanted to with your life. With I your never. Dreams. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, Adrian and I, have, we have a lot of fun with <laughs> the angels. But I'm just direct, sort of direct message. I'm more of a, I am kind of like a fax. Maybe that was, it's just very direct for me. And it was sort of all my life, and then I formalized it and kind of got it under control because I thought that whenever I, went anywhere and I was hearing voices. I thought everybody was hearing voices. So yeah. that was really challenging in college when, you know, I, I was probably at a lower lower receiving end in college because, you know, you're studying and you're partying and also mm -hmm. the hormones are going and I wasn't as um, polished as I am now with receiving information. And so someone would walk by and I'd be wearing my Levi's 501s and I would hear them say, God, she looks fat in those, and I have the same pants. I wonder if I look that fat. And I would be thinking, what a bitch. 
And and I thought everybody could hear that. I thought mm -hmm. everybody could hear those messages. Thought, oh, she's so sweet. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So it was a big, <laughs> that was a tough part for me growing up is I thought everybody could hear all that stuff all the time. I mm -hmm. thought everybody got, you know, don't go there, don't do this, don't talk to that person. And so I was like, how can people make so many stupid mistakes? Even yeah. though I made my share, they were right. mostly on accidentally on purpose. <laughs> Whereas other people seem to be a little more hapless. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. like, don't tell me what to do. Messages in my own <laughs> intuition and f from my guides. Fuck that. I'm going to do the opposite. Oh, I see how that worked out just then. Yeah. Well, on the big stuff, I followed it. So that, you know, that counts, I guess. <laughs> but I'm definitely out, out front with it. And I think I give a lot of people, um, they're nervous about, like, they don't know what's wrong with them. And then when they come and tell me, I'm like, oh, you're in the club. Like, there's a whole bunch of us. And I know lots of them. And then we don't all have to go be weird and go in drum circles or anything. We can just live regular lives and maybe have a little leg up on info. And drum circles are okay. They're okay. They're good for people who like them. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't caught me in a sweat. You wouldn't catch me in a sweat lodge, probably. Because of the sweating, the, the sweating and the lodging, and the lodging. <laughs> well, also the smell. I, yeah, I like sweating. I don't smell so bad when I sweat. Other people can. Yeah, and just the locked up thing. But I would go to. I just came back from. You know, we talked about. It. I went to. Joe Dispenza, which was all quantum physics, and there were some very long meditations, and he's the only person who, before a two-hour meditation, doesn't give a bathroom break. Oh. And so uh, I <laughs> was like, wow, I really have to transcend this. And then the last day, the, the meditation started at four in the morning because your melatonin is really high from one to four. <laughs> and so, so my rationalization for having coffee was, well, if he really wanted the melatonin, he would have started at one. <laughs> <laughs> you can even rationalize at 3.30 in the morning when you're going down to a meditation, but it lasted till 8.20. Wow. That's not how long I lasted, but because <laughs> we were sitting down and then you would rest on the floor and kind of sink in what we were doing. And on the last rest, I was like, go. And there, were, there was like an elephant herd running toward the bathroom. I think <laughs> many other people gave out at the same yeah. time. And I, had I found that I had lost my will to live. <laughs> So. I've definitely gotten the place of like having to be so bad that I would talk to my body about just absorbing it back in. Right. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't know how this is gonna work out, but if you could just get like take it back, <laughs> take it back, see if you can use it. That was the third hour. <laughs> the third hour was the begging hour. Fourth hour was lost will to live, and then I didn't. I, I was. Remember that astronaut lady that was stalking the guy and she like put on the Depends and was driving across the country with a car full of snacks wearing Depends and she was going to stalk some guy. And I thought, maybe I should have worn a Depends and kind of tested that whole theory. But I don't, I felt like that was sort of a line I didn't want to cross. This, this sounds a lot like one of the things I wanted to invent or hope exists is that, uh, so traffic has been getting worse in at least the city and others. And I find that since I don't have a penis, it's hard for me to just what? like pee in a bottle while oh. I'm driving. <laughs> okay. And I sometimes have the need because I'm like, oh, I don't want to pull off of this road or go into a place to go to the bathroom. I actually just want to get home or like, so I keep wondering if there's some sort of like a piss pad for professional women. Like you're just like, you're just like, you know, the meeting's too long, you can't leave or 
the traffic's rough, and you're just like a super absorptive underwear or pad or something that you're just like, oh, thank you, relieving. Yeah. But it turns out, like I got stuck in the eclipse traffic coming home. Eclipse again? The eclipse again, <laughs> yeah. Here, here, it, the, 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 be the totality is my new phrase. I got stuck in the eclipse traffic, and I wanted to be. I was like, I, I wanted to be. I went in. I went to McMinnville, so we had like like 25 seconds of full full coverage, full okay. totality, and then uh, since it was supposed to be the most epic traffic that we were going to see ever, I kind of felt honored to be in that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's part part of the shenanigans is like yeah. be in the traffic. So I like was and uh, it was like an hour fifteen minutes in, and uh, so I, I tried. I had had this cup from a turmeric latte, like a turmeric chai that I'd had like in the car. So it was already yellow inside. Like I already had it. It was already yellow. <laughs> so I kept trying to navigate. Like we would just we would stop and go. So we would stop. Wait, were you driving for a long time? So I was driving. Oh, so. For a hot minute, Stop points. I thought I could just put my car in park, no one would notice, and just have my pants down and just like pee in the cup or whatever. Um, but we would we would like go every twenty seconds or so. So there was a moment where I did figure I got my pants down and was like dangling over the cup, but my body just wouldn't because it's wrong to pee in the car. It's just wrong. Like I couldn't. Right. I'm not That's on the toilet. I'm not like yeah. My body yeah. just wouldn't like relax and let go. And I thought that was the challenge, but the challenge, it turns out, was to, uh, while I'm inching forward to put my pants back on, taking That's them off what is I would super think. easy. The, like, I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to be able to do this. Right. Like, putting the cup away and right. trying to, like, It's not like when you're 16 and a cop bangs on the door and you can get your pants up real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I have no. more hips at the moment than I always do, and so yeah. I'm just like, oh, these came down pretty good. Were you alone? Did I you was have alone. I was alone oh, in the car. Okay. So no assistance. So I ended up just... Uh, scoping out like a head on the road, like a shady area. And I was like, well, this is like, we're not moving along. If I get six cars back or 10 cars back, I don't care. So I finally found some shade and then parked pull, like, along the, the, the side of the road and then ended up um, peeing in the cup on the side of my car. Like I, I like opened up the two yeah. passenger side doors. Very efficient. Like, and I felt like I had the whole sitting thing action. But the pee pad would have been so much easier. If you like, if you like piss yourself in public, I think somebody should invent that. Well, I think the biggest thing about turning 50 for me is now I, I don't, like I won't sit through a meeting and be miserable. I'll be like, I need to take a break. Yeah. Because everybody fair. knows I have a bladder. If I didn't have a bladder, it'd be weird. Right. So now I just say, we have to take a bio break. I gotta do this. Right. But whereas in my 30s and 40s when I was hard charging and I was really corporate, I would have never admitted that I needed to go to the bathroom. Uh, and I, forgive me, but this is why women are amazing, but are, isn't it maybe the case that you could, in your 30s, sneeze and your bladder would come out of your body and you would still be in the meeting? Oh, Am yeah. I wrong? Oh, yeah. I could do anything. <laughs> Absolutely. You can do anything in your 30s. That's, so if you're in your 30s, you better be freaking enjoying it because I'll, I'll, I'll take that over anytime. Right. That's 50s, fair. 50s, you just go, I got to come to the bathroom. That's fair. And get a coffee. And I'll be back when I feel like it. If you don't feel like waiting for me. Yeah, I actually got a little sniff of that. I was looking forward to my 40s because I heard the rumor that when you hit like 40s as a female, you like stop giving a shit what other people think. You just like your give a shit falls out. And I was looking forward to that. Um, so I, uh, it turns out that the first stage of that for me was I actually, um, I found I put on weight because I didn't give a shit. And I was like, oh no, that's, 
that's not what I meant. I just meant I wanted to be more brazen about pursuing my goals. <laughs> not like, oh, I'm thicker than I was last year and the year before that. Dude, Plug it's just it. a skin bag. This I know. Is a, it's a meat bag. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm like, let's see what this baby can do. Yeah. I just, you when know? I grow up, I want to be Jesse Groff, though, and, and so I'm a little far from, like, being a ninja warrior. Next year, though, right? Next week? That's, I, that's all I've been doing is this whole, like, don't put that in the, in the put in the quantum field what you want to happen. Yeah. You know, not, not next week, next month, just tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. We are the only beings who can recreate our lives in the next minute. That's fair. And I think I've recreated myself more in the last two years than I, and I'm bolder, I don't care. You know, I got cancer, and after, after you get cancer, like, the rest of the static fucking goes down. That's true. <laughs> you know, it really does. It's, the, it's static when I think, oh, what does this person think? And then I think, I don't, what do I care? I only care what the people closest to me, how I relate to them and the imprint that I leave on them. And yeah. anybody else who wants to hang out, great. If you don't like it, move it along. I don't have time for this. And especially, you know, I teach now, I teach meditation. The first time you ask people to close their eyes and say, ohm, <laughs> you go, God, I hope I'm not. I just went, you know, if they don't ohm, then I'll just, I'll ohm enough for all of us. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm and they do them for all of us. They do them. And as I've continued to teach, the ohms change in all my classes, and they all have their own unique sound. Yeah. And because one of my classes is primarily males, and one of my classes is primarily females, and they all have their own ohm and their own way of ohming. And they dig it. And I was just at this meditation thing, and they didn't ohm, and I, w I felt a little almost interruptus. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get my ohm on afterwards. Yeah. That's a good finish for me. <laughs> So really, we haven't seen each other this summer. It was the yeah. smoke. It was the rehab. It's hot. I, I don't tolerate the heat. <laughs> you got, like, rehab of your house. Yeah. Rehab, <laughs> yeah. Just, like, throw out rehab. <laughs> that we know of. Uh, yeah, the rehab of my house, which was amazing to watch it unfold. But we had two distinct personalities in the house. Okay. They have, they have me, Miss Quantum Physics, of, oh, let's put that out there and let's see how it works. And then the main guy that I worked with that was, like, if Chicken Little had rehab skills, right. like tiling and stuff. I don't know if that's gonna work. I don't know if we're gonna have enough. And so you had these two personalities in the house and at times he was winning and I would get like really down and we can't possibly do this. And then at times I was winning and he'd be like, yeah, we can do anything. Right. And then uh, super hardcore Christians were the painters and they liked <laughs> to play um, not Christian rock, which I can tolerate if I've had enough chemicals mm -hmm. but like uh like the screaming evangelical singing and <laughs> i let him take my alexa so alexa was <laughs> poor alexa <laughs> trying to jump off jump off the table and they have kill screamo herself. christian stuff they do have screamo christian stuff it's oh, like if, if a he if heavy metal like bread with uh jerry falwell wow <laughs> it was very hardcore Christians. So they're, here they are in the home of a psychic, all these really hardcore Christians. And we had some great discussions over grout, you know, what color grout and is there, is there room for Christ in my life? <laughs> After the grouting. I don't know. It depends on how widely you set the tiles. That's true. That's true. I learned tons about tile and drainage and windows and paint and, right. but it was, it's, now it's great and I'm alive to enjoy it and 
I love being on the other side of home renovation. Yeah. Poof. And at the beginning of home renovation, where you're like, oh, ideas and dreaming it. And then there's that, like, dusty, dirty. I would do the kind of reno. So I did, like, three years in a row of renovating my, my house in different rooms. And, and it, I just felt as though I was taking shit from one room to, like, the, the shit storm would go from one room to the other and just squish it. Last minute, just throw things oh, into yeah. different rooms. So different rooms were in weird amounts of chaos yeah. as other rooms were completing. I'm really glad not to be in that state. Right oh, I loved it. House. I would start again. I loved it. I loved the design part. I yeah. loved like seeing something. How can I put this in and how can I change it? And then every room, we took everything out and then we only put back what we wanted <gasps> and we got rid of the rest. I know. Oh, I know dream. you wanted to do the like clutter, declutter. It's shit. not even declutter. It's, it's A, I'm going to give you a, some, a startling fact. Okay. We can walk to the store and they have almost everything. So I can get shampoo when there's only this much shampoo left and I and never have an interruption in shampoo service. Oh, that's how I live. I don't have to have eight bottles of shampoo in the cupboard. I, I'm, just, I'm reformed. I, I'm born again. How does that feel? Like, and one head of, if we're only gonna eat one head of lettuce, I don't, I don't need two. Right. I can go get another one. There, it turns out they'll sell you a head of lettuce. If you have money, they'll give it to you. <laughs> You Same just buy, with the shampoo. You can just notice when you're almost done with toothpaste and then get more yeah. and not have to have five or eight boxes. With no interruption of toothpaste whatsoever. So that was big to me to, because to, my parents were always, you know, just in case, just in case, just mm -hmm. in case. And so was I. And it turns out you, people, if you have money, people will hand over anything, in a, pretty much anything in a store. So I've cut down on how much we have. I spend less time looking past other things to look for things that yeah. I don't know where those things are. I, I'm that way with everything but books. Yeah. I still have a lot of books. Fair. What are you I reading right now? What, oh, God. Um, I'm reading uh, a book called One City that's about uh, interconnectedness from a Buddhist standpoint by Ethan Nickturn, mm -hmm. which is amazing. And then I'm also reading um, Ten Commitments by David Simon because I'm doing that in two classes. And then I'm reading another book that is seriously, where, you know, I'm taking this continuing education class. It's called I Am That. Oh, it is, yeah. It's, you know that book? It's I have a, a classic. friend that does the, like, the prayers, the I am that prayers thing. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's, this book is like a, an ancient spirituality book that just every page is the same. And it has 446 pages. And each one <laughs> less interesting <laughs> than the last. Oh, that sounds <laughs> but awesome. But I did finish. <laughs> I, um, I have like 10 pages left, but I feel like those could push me over the edge. So I'm always reading two to three books. Yeah. It, one is required because I'm always in some sort of class. Right. And then one is usually for kind of fun. And then the other thing I'm obsessed with right now, which we haven't talked about, is okay. the Buddhist wheel. The Buddhist wheel. So I'm obsessed with the Buddhist wheel. I don't wheel. know what the Buddhist is. wheel turns. It's in every Buddhist home. There's a picture of the Buddhist wheel. Okay. And it has all these interconnected pieces and the the Buddhist theory is that it's always turning. So it, it explains if I'm having a hard time with Trump, uh -huh. all I have to do is think about the Buddhist wheel because he's caught in the Buddhist wheel with the, it's called the jealous God. That oh. you can't just win, the other person has to lose. You have to come out ahead. You have to humiliate the opponent. It's everything that he is. And I'm like, oh, he's just caught. We're caught the whole 
nation is caught in this part of the Buddhist wheel right now, and it will turn. Sweet. The Buddhist wheel always turns. What's the next thing that happens? On I don't. The wheel? I don't know. I'm not that. I mean, I'm good, but I'm not that good as a psychic. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there isn't a phasal thing. It's no, it's just it. It turns, yeah, and you can change in, in one minute from different parts of the Buddhist wheel because Buddhism is all about impermanence. And I, you know, if I. So I know as much about Buddhism that if the only thing you know how to cook was an omelet and you were calling yourself a chef, yeah. you know, I know like just enough to be effective slash dangerous. I'm obsessed with that. So I'm reading two books on the Buddhist wheel right now because one is written by the Dalai Lama yeah. and one is written by David Nectarn, Ethan Nectarn's dad. Okay. Who's in Krishna Das's band and produced the song Midnight at the Oasis. <laughs> well, shit. But he's a Buddhist master and he's amazing. He's an amazing teacher. Right on. I just remembered one of my, sometimes I have prayers that I just sort of scream. It's a similar to like the Serenity Now from Seinfeld. That I like. <laughs> like, so when you said impermanence, I have these moments, these frustrating moments in the last month or so where I will like hear an internal voice yell like impermanence. It's just a reminder, but it's not a quiet reminder. It's like if it's a, a moment of traffic that's not so great or, yeah. or a sensation in my body I'm not entirely fond of or like a conversation that's, that's not going the way I'd like to. I, there's this, this, this character in my head that yells impermanence now. Yeah. Just a reminder, it's like, oh yeah. Because it turns out, so I have this great ability to really just treasure a particular moment, notice it. Ha notice it's happening. Oh, be hell so yes. deep That's in the one moment, of the best right? things about you. Yeah, it's just be so very, very in the moment, and they like take joy when it's happening. That sort of thing. And it sometimes that same strategy to be so very, very in the moment and expand what's going on. Sometimes if there's something that's not so delightful that I'm experiencing, I'm like, ah, oh, I feel as if there's never going to be any other moment, and so much bigger and deeper when it's uncomfortable, like the discomfort gets even bigger sometimes. Cause it's a strategy, it's the same strategy, just different sides of it, yeah? Right. And so in those moments, I'm like, wait, 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 impermanence, yeah. this discomfort won't last. And trying to believe it even. Well, in, in, in that crazy, I am that book that I did not enjoy. There was <laughs> one, in the 446 pages, there was one truth bomb. <gasps> it was, it's not linear, we are beads, events are beads on a string. Mm -hmm. So you're go really going around on these beads. So I'm like, let's get to the next bead. <laughs> Waiting for the next bead, please. <laughs> yeah, when you're in that place where it's so, it's so dark. You know, this has been, an, you know, my dad died this year. That yeah. was huge and when I went in that those really dark places I had to sort of remember this is impermanent and but when you're in it it doesn't no. <laughs> seem super permanent. I definitely So what are you reading? Am I reading anything? Shit. I've been I've been binge watching T V a bit. Like you do. Oh, Proudly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of it. <laughs> like like atypical was fun on Netflix, the 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 show about the kid with autism like bringing back no actors that used to be like you know the fun thing about streaming and all of the new shows on you bring back a lot of actors that you know in the olden days wouldn't have careers after 40 right so Michael Rappaport and uh, what's her name oh her name's in my file sometimes but like stuff stuff on the Netflix but books yeah. I like I'm near my book I keep wanting to f finish flow Mahaley chicks like Mahaley Okay, that's on, on my list. Too. Oh, I'm reading Truth and Dating. That's kind of fun. Yeah. And what's the third thing? Because I usually have two to three books cracked open. I think it's those 
two that I pick up. What is the other one I'm, I'm I want to get Brene Brown's new book. I have not yet. I'm a hold out on Brene Brown. Oh yeah? I am. I, I don't, I don't know why. Because I've seen people tritely <laughs> quote her. <laughs> so I'm like, not for me. She's, she's, she's fun to read. I think it's better if you know the context if you've watched her talk about it. So I'm right. definitely watching most of the interviews that are happening with her. I couldn't pick her up. If she walked in here right now and you were like, ah, I'd be like, why is that your next person? Yeah, it'd be <laughs> the one that I would hug. She, <laughs> she likes to have turquoise uh, necklaces and her like jean jacket. Okay. And probably a white shirt. Okay. Also, she's so she's blonde and from Texas. Good tip. <laughs> So if I see that person on the street, <laughs> you're like, oh my god, Renee! Renee Just Brown. random lady. <laughs> you Renee Brown? No. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen her. But people, I've seen people that I don't necessarily respect their work. Uh huh. Which is that's me being so kind because you know I'm capable of so many more words for that. Sure, fair. But people I don't respect their work tend to quote her a lot, <laughs> and so I have associated that, that her with them. Oh, that's unfair. It is. To her, but she's fine. She's doing yeah, fine. Yeah, she's probably okay without my book purchases, but I, I may give her a shot. I think that's the challenge of reaching some level of success, is if you le reach some sort of mainstream success, there's some crappy people that think you're great. And they're not really the best spokespeople for you. Right. Well, I held on to Wayne Dyer until a year before he died. <laughs> and then I like fell in love with his work, so I was devastated when he died because it was a new love. <laughs> Was like ah, Wayne Dyer, you know. I I was definitely really, really, really embedded in his work when yeah. he died. So I was very surprised and sad. But yeah. with Brene, I'll try to catch her, catch her while she's still in her body, still in the meat bag. <laughs> I actually really, really loved the book she wrote before everybody knew who she was. Um, I mean, people knew who she was enough that she got the the TED Talk gig, but. Reading the, the difference between reading The Gifts of Imperfection and then reading Daring Greatly. Daring Greatly is the book that came after she had her TED Talk go viral. Gifts of Imperfection were before that. And there's a really interesting, sh like, the perspective shift of, in Gifts of Imperfection, you could see that she's uncovering these stories of uh, the qualities and, and the strategies of wholehearted people who have wholehearted living and her like smack in the face of realizing that she wasn't living that way. So you can see the book reads as someone going on the journey, like on the path. She's okay. in the middle of yes, it. And it's in really it. interesting. Yeah. You see her in it, there's a le level of humility and it's amazing and it's like, oh shit, me too. You like feel like camaraderie. And then the next book is written from the pr perspective of somebody who's been taken seriously for her ideas in the world, and so she's got a, a, a little bit of authority, and I don't mind people having an authority. It's a very interesting thing to, to feel the difference when she absolutely will still write from the point of view of, I'm on the path too. Right. And there's, there's a difference when somebody's like, you can say shit out loud and everybody's quoting you. There's, there's a different right. writing voice that you're <laughs> writing from. And those right, when you say shit out loud and people are like, what a freak. <laughs> It is, and, and we have your yeah. needs taken care of. You know, you have your financial needs taken care of. You have hair and makeup. You have a great editor. You know this book will be published. Right. I think you write a different way, and you work yeah. a different way when that's taken care of. Yeah. When you're first starting out, not, not so much. <laughs> I, I used to walk around in the world pretending that there was a, like a camera crew following me anyway. 
So then no matter what I said, oh, we've talked about this before. <laughs> oh my God. No, so we're talking about like, so I would be, I would be in, like interacting with a friend and something, I'd say something hilarious, but they wouldn't find it funny because maybe they would take it personally or something would happen. And I'm like, oh man, you, like, you didn't laugh at that. But the aliens on the planet, they find that that was fucking funny. The people in the theater watching this happening, they're all about it. And see, now you man we manifested it. <laughs> Look at us. We're talking and a camera crew is following us. <laughs> That's quantum field. Quantum field! <laughs> that is. That's quantum field right there. We did it. We manifested it that somebody thought we had something to say, so they filmed us. Aw. Yeah. Good stuff. And I think we both have. We have... We have... Um, very similar messages, just different driven. Because people, because I know, I've, I've never told you this, yeah. but people always be like, what's with Adrienne? And like, what's with that? <laughs> <laughs> on, on your Instagram, <laughs> on your videos, like what? Because people know that we're friends and they're like, what? A, who does her hair? Because it's amazing. And B, what's with those? And I <laughs> said, well, were you, you thought about it enough to ask me when you saw me. I think they're pretty effective. <laughs> you're talking about like you're right. post? <laughs> yeah, because you really will post about anything, and I'm not going to call anything out poop. But <laughs> you're... Wait, uh, uh, you, you thought about it? You asked two people, and then you asked me. That's four people that she reached without even trying. <laughs> she just sat down and talked. So we're reaching more people than than mm -hmm. most people are because you really are not a for I think you're you're very you're very entertained by putting it out there and putting people right on that knife edge of, <laughs> of comfort true comfort really and joy <laughs> I was reading so I w read the war of art which a lot of people like I don't remember who wrote it but there was a it's a, it's about creativity and, and mostly it's about resistance and creativity and pursuing your goals and that sort of thing and there was this chapter where the guy was talking about um, the universe is pulling for you and his metaphor of talking about that is like believing that the universe is pulling for you is like saying that we're rooting for ants. Like the God in the universe or the angels or whatever, that there's, there's elements in the universe that are pulling for you and for what you want, right? It's like you like rooting for ants. And I remember reading it. I don't know what mood I was in. I was like... Fucking lame. Like who roots for ants? <laughs> like no one does that. And then and then I realized it just seemed absurd. I'm like, why am I not falling in line? That seems like a, a perfectly good metaphor that I would be like, yeah, the universe is pulling for us like we would pull for ants. Right. But I'm like, that's dumb. No one does that. And then I'm in my car, like two days later, and there's a there's an ant on the side of like the outside of my car. And I'm like, you go. I just decided to buy into that. It's like, you go. Ants on the side of my car. And I was thinking of this as you're talking about sometimes I do share and get excited about pooping or poop. Just like because a friend of mine was talking about we used to get like throw a party. The amount of pleasure that we would get for being rewarded for pooping when we were little. It was like, you did it. And you'd throw up like poo in the oh, potty totally. party or whatever. Yeah, when I was getting the kids when I was giving myself a raise by eliminating diapers. I don't like right. to call it potty training. Right. Sure. I was sitting there and you were you were just you're enchanting me with your poop stories. Well, like we used to celebrate that. In the training you get really excited. Totally. I gave out an M and M. There was a prize. Yeah. Well so it just occurred to me, much like we don't cheer for ants, I'm like, why isn't pooping worth celebrating still? Totally. I just cause the deal is if you live 
uh, a stressful life, and a lot of us do in the Western culture. Not, I mean, it's harder to poop. It's harder and, to do everything. Yeah, and so if you're like able to do it regularly, right. it comes out okay, and it doesn't hurt, yeah. and like that's a, that's awesome. Yeah. You get sicker faster, you stay sicker longer. It's harder for your body parts because we were not meant to live in this type of stress. Mm -hmm. Yet we seem to lap it up. You know, like pour me another bowl, man. Where yeah. can I get some more? By you know, constantly rehearsing conversations and what did that person mean and I gotta get mine and whatever is hanging you up. We were like, please sir, can I have some more stress? <laughs> Constantly. Yeah. And and until you stop it and say, Hey, I'm not I'm not really down with this anymore. And and that's part of the being in the present moment and that's celebrating poop. Definitely. Or a tremendous glass of iced tea. Right. That is truly delicious when you can get a good glass of iced tea. I used to, I have visceral moments of iced tea at like Applebee's in Vegas. Just, <laughs> when I used to steal Splenda, I mean, I would find Splenda places <laughs> like Starbucks because I'm like, why buy it? They have so many. Right, and we Splenda's have so few. Yeah. We're just evening it out. Yeah. So just like, oh, iced tea with lime. Lemon. Lime. Lemon is what you would Plain. experience and, and predict. Lime, like yeah. lime, lime in an iced tea is yeah. delightful. Yeah, but just a good beverage or just seeing a friend. That's why I call you the unicorn. Because yeah. when I see you, I'm like, <laughs> Can we have the unicorn? So, so this is so funny. Bring me, in. wait a minute. Bring us the unicorn. <laughs> oh my God, I'm living for it. Oh. So if you're, if you're listening, we have a plush, and actually it's much larger than I thought it was going to be, a plush, like basketball, slightly larger than basketball sized, white, um, LED light up unicorn in the center of the couch here. <laughs> With its beautiful um, rainbow mane. Magical. And magical, and it changes colors. Yeah. But, and yet, they are both unicorns, yet they are both equally beautiful Twinsies, in their own way. but we're cousins, <laughs> identical cousins. <laughs> it's my unicorn from another mother. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I went, because like, we live in the same neighborhood for years, but I never saw you. And then I met you, and I started seeing you everywhere. Oh, yeah? Like, you would just pop up, I'd be doing something where I didn't think you'd be there. <laughs> and then, boom, you would come out of nowhere like a unicorn Amazing. and then soon be gone. Mm. Were you really there to begin with? I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I'm here now. You, I mean, you think you... We are being here now. <laughs> yeah, we're here now. But, uh, I mean, you are not the same you that you are in my head and I am not this one that I'm in your head. No, and I hope I'm not the person I am in my own head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Dear God, do not let me actually be the person I think I am. Yeah. That's a prayer. That's good. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's be the, be the person my dog thinks I am or whatever it is. I was just at another meditation thing where they said, you know, with people, when in a relationship you're looking for like a 50-50 relationship, yeah. with your pet it's 100-100. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of how we roll at our house. Pet the unicorn. Stroke him. <laughs> or her. Or I'm not. I mean, you can be in the military, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Here, you're free. This unicorn can be any and all of the genders that yes. could be created. Oh, and then it goes to multi. That Multicolors, yeah. God, thank you. That's possible. Yeah, 
Thank God we're not on psychedelics. <laughs> we never get done with this. No. <laughs> so, like, are there any lessons you need to impart with people today? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Something useful? With, for, yeah. Be like in the present. Thing. Yeah. Just be in the present, and, and especially with our, our current political situation, because we, we, we just call it this esoteric thing. Just be in the moment and know that it's going to swing, and, um, and hug somebody that you love. Oh. Absolutely. Definitely. Just hug, hug them. Just give them some love and, and hug them, and, and take a minute to look around and, and, see, um, and see what's going on. It's pretty much, you know, it's pretty simple. Yeah gets down to, so when I was 16, we didn't talk about too much entrepreneurial stuff, so I will give you my entrepreneurial advice, Okay. which is when I was 16, I got my first like killer job. I worked at this summer camp, and the oldest person that I worked at the camp, which he just retired, he's like 75. Oh, wow. He sat down and said, do you want to succeed at this job? And I was like, yeah. He was okay. Here's what you need to do. Drive slow, because <laughs> then you'll never hit a kid. Oh. So drive slow. You think you can do that? I'm like, absolutely, I can do that. Be on time. Because the kids will love you, the owners will love you because everybody gets their full activity time. Yeah. And if you want if you just do those two things, you will be a top performer. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to really hit over the fence, right? Look around, see what needs to be done and do it. Oh my god. That's it. So that's been the theme of my entire life. Which is the, why you, you don't want to be behind me on the road. <laughs> Drive slow, be on time, look around, see what needs to be done. But if you are behind Melissa Mattern on the road, um, buy my piss pads. <laughs> well, that's how that went. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this episode. Thanks for watching, listening, I don't know, reading, imbibing, however you took this in. Thanks for being here. And if you really enjoyed it, I'd, I'd love it if you would do all of the things. Uh, like, share, I don't know, ring a bell, bang a gong, tell a friend, and come back next time. I hope you had as much fun as I have. <laughs>